the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello and welcome to the latest episode of the property pod south africa's premier property investor podcast my name is suren naidu and on this podcast show we gain insider insights from leading executives, analysts, developers, and entrepreneurs in South Africa's expansive property industry. The private sector, largely property companies and corporates, has played a vital role in service delivery beyond what municipalities provide in several key CBD nodes in South Africa. This is through CIDs, or Central Improvement Districts, also referred to as management districts, such as in Santon Central, Rosebank, the Cape Town, Durban and Joburg CBDs, and relatively newer initiatives like the Amschlanga UIP and Seapoint CID. Central Management District is one of the big successes, but also benefits from being home to South Africa's commercial hub, which includes the head office of or the main campus of the JSC and many other corporates head office-wise, as well as the biggest and busiest Gautrain stations in Johannesburg. On the podcast today, we are chatting to Elaine Jack, who is the District Improvement Manager of Santon Central Management District, and she has been in the role for just over a decade. She's giving us an update on all the happenings in the CID and sharing some of the successes over the years. Welcome to the Property Pod, Elaine. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Elaine, Santon and most economic nodes seem to be buzzing again post-COVID. If one just looks at the peak hour traffic in the mornings and evenings, as well as restaurants, bars and entertainment venues, Santon is fully back or it seems so. Is it fully back? I know there's still talk of not everyone being at the office just yet. Thank you very much for that question. I think people in general, on our nature, we are very sociable people. I don't think we could ever be locked up at home forever and not be able to engage with uh, people. And I think uh, that need to interact has really pushed us back to a bit of normal life, back to a bit of an office space. And also just going to our social life again, you know, visiting restaurants, just really doing a whole lot of things that, uh, you know, we as human beings require as social beings. I think also corporates have recognized post-COVID that the hybrid working environment is still very much in place. And I think both employer-employee has come to a bit of a middle ground as to also understanding how best to make sure that their staff are just as productive and also that they could manage and monitor them in terms of how, you know, uh, everyone works in this time of age of post-COVID. And um, I think that people not actually engaging with each other could never really happen that way. People have to lock themselves at home. The office spaces that uh, a lot of the corporates provide do obviously assist their staff to come back and work in a bit more stabilized environments, of course, with low shedding and all those type of things that would prevent them to have a good working condition at a home environment, for instance. 
So I think definitely the buzz is back. The shopping malls are busy. The roads uh, definitely see an increase in traffic, whether it be because traffic signals aren't working or, you know, a whole lot of other things. But definitely from a traffic pattern point of view, we're definitely seeing an increase coming in and out of the precinct. Perhaps also because of the hybrid, we find also our traffic may also be a little bit longer because people are also working at different hours of the day as well mm. now. Thanks for that, uh, Elaine. It's very interesting. Uh, you largely commented on the whole office uh, setup. I know you highlighted uh, shopping at the end, but there are a few things that we've been reporting on over the last uh, few months. Santon City is back to pre-COVID levels. Um, just uh, last week, we had a story about uh, uh, you know conferencing being back and Santon Convention Center obviously benefiting from that. And then also, yes. uh, you know, entertainment side, uh, the likes of the mock, which is just down the road from the the JSC uh, seems to be buzzing on like uh, Friday and Saturday nights. So it's clearly a good sign. I understand what you're kind of mentioning regarding load shedding and traffic, but before we <laughs> get to a point uh, of one of your initiatives in Santon, there's traffic on the N1 and that doesn't have any traffic lights. So clearly uh, people are back at work in some form. On the traffic note, Elaine, Santon Central Management District recently announced a partnership with the uh, Joburg Road Agency, which is part of City of Joburg, related to powering up traffic lights during load shedding. Investec being the first responsible corporate to participate in this initiative. Tell us a little bit more about this. We have reported on it, but maybe share what this initiative is about and will this be extended to other key intersections in Santon Central? This journey pretty much with JRA has been a 10-year journey along with them. Uh, wow. Because obviously low shedding started in 2008, and um, at that point in time, we already were exploring with JRA in terms of how do we keep traffic signals on during low shedding or any power outage in the area. At that point, we started with actually sponsoring UPSs at uh, critical intersections in Santon so that the traffic signals could stay on whilst through the battery system that we put in the public space. And, um, of course, through time, you know, with lack of maintenance, just generally, you know, when any valuable asset like batteries in public spaces, there's always often a case where there's a criminal's part of it where it gets stolen or damaged. Mm. So of late, of course, this year, where we have seen now the levels of stage six low shedding, which meant longer hours, we needed to look at a more sustainable project uh, around keeping traffic signals on. And uh, we had Investec putting up their hand up first to take care of one of the really two core intersections in Santon, which is Grayston and Ravonia and Grayston and West Rose South. And uh, that was to provide a secondary power assistance to traffic signals. And however the building powers uh, the traffic signals, whether it be generator, UPS, or uh, solar options, we are open to those solutions. But like I said, those were one of the, what we were engaging with JRA. And we've been very lucky that we've had very open and honest discussions with JRA. They needed a solution and we came up with this and uh, they said, let's pilot this. And um, I think um, it has shown success and it actually has moved on to imploring other 
very responsible corporates that we have in Santon, which we're very lucky to have. The likes of NetBank, Discovery, Liberty Two Degrees, Growth Point, Redefine, Investec have all come and actually started to take up an adoption of an intersection. So we are slowly getting the next ones online uh, because obviously in order for this to work is that we have to connect intersections one after the other to make sure that um, when one motorist drives past, you don't find one intersection working and yes. another doesn't. So it was important that we could stitch and actually approach corporates to adopt an intersection, which we've actually got an immense support and um, and actually, yeah, so much that to a point where we're actually now delayed by the contractual part of it. But but actually, we are working very hard with, with JRA to getting these SLAs signed per the adopted intersections. And then the technicians come out and actually start doing the recabling. So definitely, it is a start. And not only from a Santon point of view, it is something that JRA as a city of Johannesburg want to roll out across the city because it has seen success and it works. And of course, you know, these are one of these things of private-public partnerships that has to happen. Fantastic. Uh, it sounds very exciting because uh, besides that main intersection coming from the M1 to via Greyston, um, as you say, the neighboring intersections are on the card, so will benefit. And the likes of NetBank, Discovery, Redefine, GrowthPoint are in different areas of the management district or Santon Central, as it were. So yeah. looking forward to better, less traffic, as it were, in Santon. Elaine, yep. uh, turning to development now, what's happening in terms of new development in Santon, either from a public sector side or private property investors? I know development has slowed a bit post-COVID and there's a little bit of an office glut in Santon. But just five years ago, Discovery moved into the head office. The Leonardo, which is mixed use, opened in 2020 in the middle of COVID somewhat. And I see Momentum and God Risk have taken up their space at uh, what I call the Gucci building in Santon. That's the mark on the corner of Rivonia and Maud. Give us an update on, on some of the initiatives, either public or private, that may be on the cards. So starting from obviously from a private property investment point of view, I think, yes, um, office development has pretty much slowed down. Probably because obviously a lot of uh, offices have come to obviously a less demand post-COVID, or at least everybody's still trying to decide how much office space they really require. Mm. And then also, we're very lucky to still house a lot of head offices in Santon. And I think we still do offer very attractive, good quality office spaces in Santon with obviously supporting amenities, public amenities that is available in the Santon space. And then that obviously that leads to our public space from a public realm point of view, what investments are being put in place. Of course, City of Johannesburg, particularly the Department of Transport, is um, commencing on the construction of the final station for the rail via C1 route. Mm. Uh, the C1 route actually covers the inner city, allowing a route going through Orange Grove, Weinberg, Alexandra into Santon. So which is a very critical corridor for the workforce that do come in and out of Santon. So that is being built. 
along Kath on uh, Ravonia Road between 5th Street and um, Pibus Road. So that is happening um, at this stage. From that point of view, yeah, you know, from a public transport connectivity point of view for making sure Santon remain a node of excellence, you know, we do need these public transport facilities to ensure that uh, we are able to connect various neighborhoods as well. Thanks for that, Elaine. We'll get back to development in a moment. But uh, you talked about corporates. As Santon Central is still the hub for corporate head offices, I mentioned the JSC, but several major listed banks have their head offices in Santon Central. But more lately, even the likes of Game, which is part of MassMart, uh, Redefine moved from uh-huh. Rosebank to Santon. And um, I hear even Southern Sun now has the head office uh, in Santon. Do you want to speak a little bit more about that? Because Clearly, uh, Santa Central is still in demand from a head office and uh, P and A grade space, as it were. That's correct. Like I said, I think we still definitely offer very good quality office spaces for these head offices to be based here. And also, you know, a lot of that supportive amenities, you know, it's no use having a good quality office without those supporting services, public transport availability, like the Gau train, and of course, the rear wire coming in. We've got all the e-hailing services to all sorts of public transport spaces. And I think it's still very much an attractive destination to be at, at Santon. It has so much offerings just outside the very office spaces. And also with the inclusion of during the COVID, we've also increased and improved on our security in the space because it's not just about uh, what we are offering from a private service point of view, but also from a precinct service point of view, you know, obviously with any city improvement district, the base of our work is really creating a clean and safe environment. We've introduced uh, CCTVs into the precinct during COVID, which obviously has boosted our security provision in the precinct. We've actually created, uh, we've actually got a now an e- medic team on the ground. So should there be any uh, medical assistance needed in the public space, we can call on our medic team to to be the first responders on the ground. Of course, we've got our cleaning team to make sure, you know, aesthetically is always an, a very welcoming environment for, for people to remember why they're coming here in Santon. And in for of course, our tourists are returning into the space. So so it's also very important that we obviously give them that first class European feel when they come into the Santon. Thanks for highlighting that. I was going to ask about some of the services uh, uh, the CID provides. But uh, earlier this year, I spoke on the property pod with the chair of the Cape Town CCID, which is a city centre improvement district. They are another successful CID. Just uh, a little bit of history about Santon Central Management District. How long have you been with Santon Central and... How big is the area in terms of coverage? And perhaps uh, what have been some of the major milestones over the last 20 years or so uh, that uh, Santon Central Management District has been in existence? So uh, Santon Central actually was first established in 2000. 
I um, was given this very privileged position to be the precinct manager in 2012. So thanks for reminding me. It's almost a decade now that <laughs> I've uh, started to manage uh, the the precinct. And um, yeah, it's it's been 10 years of learning, but I'm very fortunate to actually have very vision for thinking board members who obviously are property owners in the precinct. I think the precinct size is around about 165 hectares. And um, I think just last year, over and above normal rates and taxes that these property owners all pay, you know, over and above the services that uh, property owners pay towards uh, levies to upkeeping the precinct comes to about, about 19 million rand that they also invest into taking care of the precinct, of its security, of its cleanliness, the management, the marketing of the destination. So, you know, obviously these are part of what of our five precinct priorities that we do try to concentrate on. And when I say the five precinct priorities, those are safety and security, cleaning and maintenance, traffic and transport management, placemaking and tourism, and any eco-consciousness and sustainability projects that we can partner with and do better um, as a precinct. Also, like you say, uh, Santon, we, we do pride ourselves as Santon as uh, SA's business and lifestyle capital. And uh, we try to always continue to be inclusive, safe, resilient, and whatever projects we do, it's sustainable in every project that we do when we undertake and partner. I think one of the, I guess, being part of this last 10 years, um, I've been very fortunate to be part of getting the Santon Transport Master Plan done. And that, of course, led to the Rio Vara project. We've witnessed a lot of big events that we've had in Santon, like the first CEO sleep out, yes. uh, the, the Red Bull box cart race we've had hosted two pride events and of course you know also having santon convention center as a big event host venue we you know we're very proud to say that you know we've welcomed we've worked with many who consider santon as a preferred destination to have the events being hosted here and of course of recent is this traffic signal project that uh, I think we were probably the first city improvement district to have launched mm. this in Johannesburg with JRA. And I think I'm sure all the other precincts are to follow through as well, uh, such as Weinberg, Rosebank, Bromfontein Improvement District. You know, we try to always be leaders in what we do as a city improvement district, but not without the vision of the board and uh, that they also willing are willing partners as private sector together with the city of Johannesburg, making sure that Santon remain a preferred uh, an investment space and uh, an ideal space for majority of our corporates to stay here and actually operate and thrive as businesses. Elaine, just to conclude, we can probably talk for a lot longer on all the initiatives that Santon Central has done over the years. But what Santon has, and I suppose Rosebank too over the years, other CBDs uh, such as Cape Town and Amschlange with new CBDs as well, like Waterfall and Century City, Santon has the Khao train station. How important is this to Santon's future as there seems to be an interest in more residential and apartment developments in Santon? And I ask this question because it's in line with the whole 15-minute neighborhood 
comments that have been coming out both from Central but other urban areas around the world. Yeah. One could argue that uh, a few parts of Santin goes quite in the night, for example. So so I'm sure you're looking for Santin to becoming more of a 24-hour node. No, for sure. Yeah, for any precinct to be in order for us to be a 24-hour city and to thrive, that live component is important for us. And that ability to connect neighborhoods and towns, it's important. So, yes, there has been also a greater interest in possibly changing some of the older office developments into more of a residential space, which we are seeing that as a trend near and in Santon as well. And like I said, we have been promoting that 15-minute neighborhood. Why can't you live where you work? And because of the rich amenities that we have so much to offer here in Santon, that live is possible. But yet we have to have more concentrated developments uh, around the residential living space in the CBD. And whereas, you know, Rosebank and possibly Bromfontein has got that live component, which allowed it to have a little bit more live livelihood um, in the after hours of five o'clock when all the office people leave their workspace. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, that's why it's also critically important that we, we do continue to reduce the traffic pressures. But obviously, because if you are able to live closer to your work, then the traffic pressures would also be lessened as well, because now you're needing to travel less. You may also lead to more of a healthier life because you could walk to work, you could cycle to work, those type of things. There are some benefits to allowing that live component to be a little bit more integrated into Santon. And we're looking forward and do support those type of developments in, in Santon as well. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the B-rated office blocks and that may need to be uh, redeveloped into residential. But there's also some new residential projects that uh, some property companies are punting. Thank you so much for your time, uh, Elaine. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. That was Elaine Jack, District Improvement Manager of Santon Central Management District. listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu, brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod. MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.